Bad Bad Shammy is is trying his best. This guy, man. Let me tell you. I'm literally like I'm getting a headache right now. Content. He literally spent eight minutes fighting YouTube to do that. Top ten all time pacer, Jermaine O'Neal. Best of all time Rick Smith or Oh my gosh, dude, Reggie Miller. What was that guess? It was Rick Smith. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to the two gods and a goose. I'm sorry, Sham. I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned into the renamed uh, podcast. It is now the Sham Show with K Squeeze. Hey, guys. It's Sham. It has been a minute uh, since we have joined you guys. Uh, a couple single. things are going on. A few things have uh, transpired since we last Ready spoke with mingle. you guys. We have a lot to discuss. What are we doing today, Sham? Yeah, so obviously we're going to talk about ice cream today. Uh, what are the best ice creams to get from an ice cream truck? We'll talk some pacers with Tony East, writer. We're not going to talk any pacers. We're not talking pacers. We're not doing that. Don't pacers tell them what we're going to do. Maybe. Yeah, we have something special we're doing with Tony East. Uh, we're not going to ruin it, but uh, that's coming up, and you guys are really going to enjoy it. And if you don't, you don't. Let them know uh, where they can find us on iTunes and the whole shebang. So if you Google on iTunes, Two Gods and a Goose, we should be there. You'll see both my face and Keith's face on there. Plus a and goose. goose. Plus a goose, yes. yes. Um, so you can download it if you have an iPhone on iTunes over there. And if you do the same on Stitcher... You should also see our face, and you can download the podcast there as well. Uh, make sure you leave us five stars, anything less, um, and you'll probably stub your toe. So definitely leave us five stars. You don't want that. Uh, so we obviously start. I have to be honest with you, man. Um, I'm, I woke up today like the Pistons lost a game. Like This was the 20, 2005 finals against the Spurs, and we lost a game. Last night enraged me, got to be honest with you. A lot over the last week in the NBA has enraged me. Do you want to recap? Do you want to give the cliff notes for those people that didn't catch the NBA Finals last night, Game 1, and see the complete shit show that happened as George Hill was taking his second free throw? Can you kind of fill, give people the cliff note version of what occurred last night? The game was going back and forth the entire time and then really came down to the last minute of the game. The Cavs were down by, by one. And LeBron had passed to George Hill, and George Hill was fouled. So he was going to the line for two shots and a chance to take, a lead, take the lead with maybe four seconds left, five yeah, seconds left. four long. seconds. A little over four seconds left. A little yes. over four seconds left. So George Hill nails the first one. Um, and you could tell when they panned over to his face, he was pretty nervous. And he'd never been in that kind of situation before. Yeah, it was the sweat emoji on the iPhone. No question oh, yeah. he was short. Uh-huh. So he ended up hitting the rim short on that second free throw. He was way short on the second he was free way throw. Short, that yeah. Was, yeah, that was way short. But the Cavs were not out of it then. With 4.7 seconds left, J.R. Hennessy Smith got the rebound, and had an open lane to put the ball back up. Four seconds. Four seconds as he grabs it. Four seconds left. And also, LeBron James was wide open calling for the ball. Yes. J.R. Smith dribbled the clock out and at a last second passed to Jordan Clarkson for an obvious blocked three. Upon conclusion 
of the game or of the uh, of the uh, regulation, J.R. Smith mouthed to LeBron and said, "I thought we were up." J.R. grabbed the ball with four seconds. He grabbed the rebound. We didn't even talk about the the charge foul, which is was all over the play. Everybody's had split opinions on. There was a charge. There was a uh, a point that put Golden State up at the end of the game that Durant came out of control down the lane. LeBron slid over at the last second. It was on the court first called a charge. Then they went to review it. The review rules apparently are shaky on that. It got overturned. Durant went to the free throw line, hit two points. That put them up. So that would have kept Cleveland in the lead if that call was was ruled the same on the court as they originally called it. So JR grabs the rebound after the missed free throw. So George Hill hits that free throw. We're good. Cleveland wins game one. It's well, a huge shot. They don't win, but they have a pretty good chance of winning. Most likely they win. Golden State is not that team that really hits the last second buzzer things. They're the guys that do uh, it in the third the, quarter. I mean, and, if and I could pick any team, that's the team I would expect to, to nah, get the ball. Yeah, no. No, no, I mean, that's a, I mean, not, listen, that's a better not, chance than our Pistons. If our Pistons were in that kind of situation, they definitely would have lost the game. Yes, that, that's like saying if the Patriots did something, well, if the Jets were in that position, they would screw it up. Yeah, probably, because they're not the Patriots. I mean, that's probably the best team you want in that kind of situation, right? Maybe. Either or. The game's not over at that moment if, if George Hill hits that, but it, but it's, it's there's a better chance. I'd rather be up by one with four seconds left than grab the rebound like J.R. Smith. He dribbles it out. He doesn't know. So he, an NBA player, J.R. Smith, forgets what the score is. They go to overtime. Golden State does Golden State things, and Cleveland loses game one. I think the best moment of that overtime period was there was like a loose ball, and Steph uh, like jumped on the floor, and Kevin Love jumped on him, and the ball kind of squirted out and ended up in Draymond Green's hands with the, with the shot clock winding down, and he nails a three. Ooh, Draymond Green was struggling from three-point land the entire time. Draymond Green hitting a three is, is like an eclipse. It happens once in a blue moon, let's be yes. honest. He's, he, he shoots like he has a backpack on. He that and that I saw that this week. That was the perfect it's example. So perfect. Yeah, he's like he's really kind of a Josh Smith type dude. Every time he shoots it up, like they they had said in the arena last night when he pulled that three late in the game when he had already missed multiple threes. Everybody was kind of like, no, it's one of those things where it's no, and then if he hits it, it's like no, yes, exactly. So it was one of those things. But we forgot to mention also in overtime, the ending was messy. Uh, we had a, an altercation. Well, we had Draymond. Speaking of Draymond, we had Draymond mocking Kendrick Perkins, who on on the sideline, who Kendrick Perkins was kind of a cheerleader the whole time. Yes, Sham's doing the uh, movement that Draymond was doing at the free throw line. So Draymond and Draymond obviously isn't subtle with these things. He's pointing at Kendrick Perkins as he's mocking him. So that happens. Then the end. I don't really understand everything that occurred, but there was apparently. Golden State had had the game wrapped up, basically. Steph goes for a cheap shot, and LeBron swats it, and then they exchange words, and Clay jumps in between them, and then... Tristan Thompson's uh, out here throwing elbows. Yeah, Tristan Thompson, I guess, um, Livingston took a shot at the end that was another cheapy-type shot instead of just dribbling out the ball, and Tristan kind of goes at him hard. Tristan gets tossed. The refs overreact to that situation. Yeah, And then Draymond starts doing the waving thing in Tristan's face, and Tristan pushes Dre in the face. They get into it. They both get tossed. It was just so unnecessary. Oh God! It was. The there game was, just was over. So, like at that point, the game was over. And, and and mind you, in that and and we've learned today that there's no suspension coming. But Kevin Love left the bench, which automatically is a one game suspension. Usually, but, but he didn't. Yeah. He's not gonna. They're not gonna suspend him. Which again, it, it, to go along with the the ruling on the charge last night, 
there was a lot of goalposts moving today with the NBA rules, which is a little interesting. But not as interesting as the J.R. Smith play, which is which is kind of where I want to I want to focus our conversation. Oh, and and we forgot, and we forgot. Read off LeBron's line last night. What did LeBron have last night, Sham? He played forty-seven minutes, which is bonkers, and that's probably the least amount of minutes he's Insane. played in like the past five games. Um, Fifty-one right. points, um, shot fifty-nine percent from the field, forty-two point nine percent for three. Fifty-one points on how many shots? Nineteen Sham? for thirty-two. That's but that's pretty efficient. Like that's that's pretty good. Ridiculously efficient and efficient. And there was a span in the third quarter where he hit a couple e- or he missed a couple easy shots. So that that number could have been yep. even even more insane. Yep. And uh, he had uh, eight rebounds, eight assists, so nearly a triple double and a steal and a block. So so Rachel Nichols tweeted out something last night. Uh, LeBron only six players have ever dropped fifty plus points in an NBA Finals game. LeBron is the only one whose team lost that game. It, this enrages me like it's a piston, like the Pistons lost. This enrages me. Like Duncan Smith tweeted something last night. LeBron literally took the circus to the NBA Finals. Sham, this enrages yeah. me. This enrages me like it was. I, I, I woke up, and I think a lot of NBA Twitter woke up just angry today. And, and I didn't have a horse in a race. I, if, you, if you held a gun to my head, I would like Cleveland to win this series. I'll get into why Golden State is riding the biggest ridiculous amount of luck streak right now. Um, but I'll get into that in a second. Golden State is kind of known as the, you know, the four all-star team with the two MVPs, the mega super colossal team on steroids. So you're always going to kind of root for the underdog. But I don't really have a horse in this race. But the way that kind of transpired last night and, you know, this is the greatest basketball player we've ever seen. This is the greatest to ever play this game. And it's being wasted with this group of Neanderthals. It's maddening, Sham. All right. So I have three dunces of the game last night. Three bozos that deserve okay. all the blame. Uh, yeah. Let me put some uh, circus music on underneath this to make sure that there we go. Put the circus music. Now we're set. We're set. Third biggest dunce in this, in this entire game one was Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant played terrible the entire game, was, was, was pretty no, much was non-existent. And to make matters worse, he had his hands down while the ball was coming to J.R. Smith after that missed free throw. He was not Yeah, there. that's another part we didn't mention. We didn't mention J.R. Smith out-rebounded. On the rebound, he dribbled out. He out-rebound seven-foot yeah, Kevin Durant. and this Durant. whole Cavs fiasco, had, like, that, that whole thing overshadowed the fact that Kevin Durant had an awful game, and had had the Cavs actually won, I think we'd be talking today about how bad Kevin Durant played and and how bad he's kind of been for the Warriors for the past four or five games, where he's been doing a lot of ISO ball and he's been relatively, you know, inefficient. And uh, yeah, so he he and he's been awful on defense, um, which is something that we, but that's something yeah, we bad. all commended him for last finals. We all were saying, wow, Kevin Durant's a super underrated yeah. defender, and wow, he brings defense to this team, and this and that, and now he's, he's a dunce. Second biggest dunce. It'll, it'll be a shared, shared dunsing, but I think one person deserves more, more of the dunce blame than the other. Second biggest dunce, LeBron James. Because, and hear me out. Don't make me walk me out, out on the podcast, man. I, I, hear me out. Come on. First of all, LeBron James does literally everything in the game, right? He scores the points, he gets the rebounds, he gets the assists. Does everything in the game. You know what he doesn't do? Call timeout to end the game. He doesn't call timeout in the situation. Doesn't tell JR to call timeout. Doesn't tell Ty Lue to call timeout. In fact, Ty Lue 
Should have been the one to call timeout, and that's the other dunce in this whole thing. JR is going to be JR. And this isn't the first time he's done this. He did it with the Knicks a few years back. I mean, you, I mean, you know what you're getting from him. This isn't surprising to have this happen. It's JR. That's why we're all making jokes today that it's JR. If this, if this was like Jeff Green or, or George Hill in this same situation, we'd be like, well, that was a dumb play, but the memes wouldn't fly. Like we wouldn't be talking like, oh, he must have been on Henny. He must have been on the loud. He's a goofy dude. He's just JR. Number one is George Hill. Had he just made that, made that free throw, this wouldn't have even, like, even, really been an issue i mean listen here's the thing right your your thing about lebron being number two is because lebron slash tyron Lou didn't think the game's tied with four seconds left oh we have a guy with jello pudding brain out there so let's remind him what the score is if that's the case blame tyron Lou. why is he on the floor at that why is jr on the floor at that time if you have a player that cannot even remember the the score in game one of the nba finals he probably should not be on the court right your number one, I actually agree with, George Hill, 100%, because George Hill is an 81 plus 80% free throw shooter. Step up, hit the shot, most likely win the game, end of story. None of this, there's no other discussion that happens if George Hill hits the free throw. He is the bigger dunce than even J.R. Smith, and J.R. Smith, like I said, has literally Yeah, but jello, I don't think he deserves to be brains. a dunce because he's, like, he is a dunce. So, like, you don't really, like, he's not, he's not any more duncey than he's been before. He's just a goofy dude, and that's a situation where he had a brain fart, but that's a dude who has a lot of brain farts. So it's not like yeah, that was, it was a legendary, legendary brain, brain fart, fart but on. it was just because of the situation. LeBron James always dictates the pace of the game, demands the ball, he calls timeouts, he does all this, and in that one is that, that one situation, he sees J.R. Smith running around. He could have easily called timeout, easily called timeout. Well, the thought process, the, the thought is the 81% free throw shooter is going to step up and well, hit no. the shot that most likely wins the game. Right. That's really, that kind of, of circles course. back once, to what you said before. once LeBron saw that J.R. Smith got the rebound, why not just call timeout? Everyone should have just been like, timeout, J.R. has the ball, timeout. Everybody stop everything, don't let him continue yeah, that's for LeBron. half a milliseconds. He does everything else in the game and he doesn't want to call timeout toward 10 the game. That falls on Tyron Lue. That's well, who that well, that's on. what I'm saying. It's a shared blame. The coach or a player can call timeout, so... LeBron James was right in the heat of the moment. He was right there. He was looking at the ref. Should have called timeout. Yeah. No, I, listen, I do agree some, to some extent that you should expect mental midget moves from a mental midget. But nonetheless, it's still Jesus Christ, JR. Like, everybody was this. Everybody had this. LeBron's look has become a meme today at JR was all of our look when we watched that occur last night. But again, if you look at J- George Hill, if he hits the free throw, 80% plus free throw shooter, 81% I think he is from the free throw line, hit the free throw, bro. Hit the free throw and you most likely win game one of the NBA Finals. Now, you just lost. You took that mental shot. This series is completely they different now. I mean, this is, this, this is, one. I'm going to be shocked if this I mean, thing they, goes I mean, five or six games. They did enough to win the also, game the last Cavs night, period. In and they choked it away. Well, did, did anybody think going into overtime that that was going to go? No, you don't recover not. from that. That was my point, what I just said. You don't recover from that, man. That's why even game two, like, I, I listen, LeBron is incredible. And if he's going to shoot the ball like he's shooting the ball now, you know, I don't think this thing is going to be easily won by Golden State. But that mental thing shot last night, how do you recover no, you from and something like no, that? I, I, as a I, team? Had a re- I had initially picked this in, in a four. Because the, because the Cavs weren't playing awful the whole game. Like, like Golden State was leaving the door open for them to come back. And the, and, the, and the games went back and forth. And the Cavs should have won that game. That's a great transition piece right there to the second thing I want to discuss here. 
And that is the Golden State Warriors. Look, I, I say this forever, man. Um, there's always luck in greatness. Every, every great success, there's some level of luck in it. We are literally in the last week watching Golden State play a team that is almost 40% as a team from three that shoot, that misses 27 threes in a row. There's a one in 7,200 chance that that would have occurred, that they would miss 27 threes in a row. So they needed zero for 27 from Houston. If Houston, if Houston, forget that they're average. If they even shoot below average, 25%. If you, if you look at a team shooting in a game, in one game, 25% from three, every time you look at that box score, you're going to go, Oh, that was a bad, that was a bad shooting night from three. If Houston just shot 25%, they win that game and they're in the NBA finals right now. Golden State wasn't at their best during that series either. So had they been at their best, and they lost. Been their best against, which, which you and I both agree that that is a significant loss. It's not a significant loss. It's a loss. It's not a significant loss. They have they have four All Stars and two MVPs on that team, man. That is not that. Come on, you can't go. Well, we fell apart and we lost Iguodala. Well, I, come on. This is a super colossal mega team on steroids. Are you kidding me? This yeah, is the but, most talent they, we've ever seen on a single team in NBA history. They also were a super mega colossal team on steroids that really wasn't playing at their best, and it still went to seven. Houston played, played a big role in that. They Houston's def- defense suffocating. No, and they didn't even they play out of their minds, did. to be honest with you. They didn't. They got two good games from James Harden. They missed Chris Paul for game five and game six. If Chris Paul played, if, if a couple, or game six and game seven, sorry. If Houston played even, like, all the things that went wrong for Houston, if they even go halfway right, not even close to normally right, how they normally go, Houston wins that series easy. So, so you're riding that with Golden State. Then you come into last night, and I, I agree with you. Golden State is not playing at their best right now, but there's a lot of Houston doing that to them in the previous series, and there's a lot of issues they have. The, you mentioned it earlier, the Durant ISOs, all the things. I mean, they, they make it an effort at this point, I am convinced, to take the ball out of Steph's hands as much as possible in moments that the ball should be in his hands. And that, that doesn't make sense to me. This is a team, and, and, and um, the Levitard show was talking about this. They made a good point, and I agree with this, and let's see if you agree with it. This team does not scare anyone in the sense of, of remember a couple years ago when they won the 73 games, and... You know, they would go on 40 nothing runs. And I understand we're living with them in the third quarter. They've been outstanding in the third quarter. But they would go on like, it would be like Steph and Clay would just start going. And you're just like, Jesus, this was like a two point game. Now it's a 40 point blowout. But I think this the team doesn't scare people. Because like in that, that right like now. in that, in that 15, 16 year where they won 73 games, uh, the difference is that they move the ball really, really well. They found open guys. They found open cutters. They found yep. open shooters. Yep. And I don't want to say That's the, the addition of yep. Kevin Durant has like made them worse, but it definitely has hindered that ball movement. No, it's it's stopping, and and they're aggressively going to Durant more on the block. And to be fair to Durant, that's a pretty good play a lot of the time. It hasn't been as good of a play in these playoffs, but you know, you you think seven footer on the block is a pretty good play, scores a lot of the times. Now, to be fair, like I said, Houston played him physical. Uh, they played him physical last night. You you tend to throw physical. Physical defense and adversity at Durant and card it folds kind of like a you know deck of cards a lot of the time, so that played into it a little bit. But that you're right, they haven't. No, and then the you just start doing that to win game two. I still think Golden State has this in the bag. I think this Cleveland had a golden opportunity to to at least take a game from them. I I don't think they would have won the series had they had they won this game. But I think at least stealing one game at Oracle is like okay, well okay maybe they are serious. But now. 
especially after all the jokes that have been thrown off. And if you watch that Draymond Green interview, uh, he was kind of like clowning. And, and so it just it changes the mindset now. Like a team that's loose and just is playing with house money, they're at home again on game two. So I don't know. It just seems like the cards are not in the Cavs' favor right now. We talk about it all. You and I talk about this all the time. The, 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 the difference between, you know, it's usually a couple threes or one or two plays on on certain things being the complete opposite. Like I said, if Houston shoots 25%, they're in the NBA Finals most likely right now. If, if you know, George Hill hits that second free throw, none of this other stuff that happened afterwards. Mm-hmm. Narratives can change so quickly. It's so fine when you hit this level. But I feel like that was the best. Cleveland, Cleveland gave him a hell of a first shot last night. And to have, like you said, all that stuff occur, how do you mentally recover from this, honestly? Because this game is so mental, like you said just now. Like, it's it's one of those things where I think Golden State will take Cleveland a little more serious now than they did maybe last night, and, and certainly LeBron James, because the guy almost beat you nearly by himself. I also think people aren't talking about the the elephant in the room with this whole LeBron James-Cleveland Cavaliers thing is that LeBron is gassed. And I don't know if people have really talked about that enough, and he's... I mean, he's been playing 48 minutes for the past, like, seven, eight games since the Pacers, like, since game seven of that Pacers series. He's been, he's been, well, I guess the Toronto series was kind of like a series off because they, they wiped the floor with them. But, but he's really been expending a lot of energy and effort. And I think you can tell. Well, he's a robot. Yeah, I but mean, I think he freak. was better at not showing it on the court in maybe his first years in Cleveland. Or even his last, like his like Miami years, you don't ever know when he's tired. Well, he's never had to no. to carry the load that he's carrying right now, which in itself is comical because this is his fifteenth year. By his by your fifteenth year, you shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to do carry the load that he's doing right now. That's people talk about the Philly thing all the time, and I mentioned this to somebody earlier today. the The biggest attraction for me, if I'm LeBron James, when Philly would be. Oh, yes. Embiid and Simmons are young. They can carry a lot of the load in the regular season and the early rounds of the playoffs to where I'm not going to have to beat the hell out of myself because you're thinking eight years. That, that, that's so mind boggling as far as eight finals in a row. And then you count Olympics in there every, every couple of years and all the wear and tear on his body to play at the level that he's playing at right now is, is just mind boggling. But you're right. I mean, the guy, you saw it last night. I mean, you know, Man, it's the, the he's gassed at the end. But they need him to play those minutes. Otherwise, they wouldn't even... I mean, you take LeBron off and give him, like... Even if oh, he's 40 minutes, like, instead of 47 or 48, I think this is, like, a 20-point lead for Golden State. Like, it's an easy it's an easy win. No, 100%. Through these whole playoffs, you can't take him off the floor. It's why you said you said what you said earlier. I mean, he played... That that might have been the least amount of minutes he's played all playoffs last night. Yeah, and he played crazy. 48 minutes. He took one minute off. It's insane. It is absolutely insane. And it's comical. And that's why... When he leaves Cleveland this summer, we all need to stand and now, applaud and be like, go get it. Ron. Now, let me ask you something. Because it's ridiculous. Actually, let me throw this hot take out there so you can give me the, the uh, fire if you want. Yeah, so okay. you want the sounder? All right, let's Thank get you. the sounder going. If Cleveland wins somehow, some miracle happens, Cleveland ends up winning this championship. Some miracle happens. Let's say LeBron just goes nuts okay. and Golden State goes Houston levels of cold and whatever. Let's say LeBron wins this championship. I am of the opinion that this, if he does this, this would be the greatest championship upset in the history of NBA basketball, right? Like, I don't think that's even really debatable. And this would definitely be the worst team that he has carried to a championship in his career. And I believe that it's the worst team. Like, if you remove the star from the team, 
If he wins it, I don't think LeBron's going to LA. I don't think LeBron's going to Philly. I don't think LeBron's going to Houston. I think he's going to retire. The last part is a hot take. The first part is a stone cold fact. There is zero argument from me. 100% agreement from me. No question. The second part, I understand where you're going with that, but he has the competitive fight. That's why I always laughed at, you know, I'm not going to even give him the satisfaction to name certain gas bags in, in sports media that, you know, he doesn't have the clutch gene and he doesn't have that fire There's and all this stuff Flip is Harris. just so asinine. That competitive spirit and competitive fire that he has in himself. But what more does he have to prove? He doesn't have it, but he, what did he have to prove after he won in Cleveland the first time? He beat a team that won 73 yeah. no, games with three All-Stars but, on but it. I he think, didn't have anything else to prove. I think he also had, had Kyrie Irving. He also had Kevin Love. I think this would be the greatest accomplishment in LeBron James's career. I think winning a championship, forget all that six championships versus Harvard, three championships. Forget all that. I think if LeBron James win this, he would be at four championships, right? Two in Cleveland, two in Miami. And this would be the greatest championship in the history of, of, of basketball. And with that, I don't know what, what more do you have to prove at 34? He's got so many other investments and so many other, he has a focus on like he has kids now. He can go run a team if he wants to. He can, he can be an executive. He has all these, you know, just right. Wh- why play basketball? I mean, like at that point, I mean, I think I, I'm not saying he doesn't love it. I'm just saying like at that point, with nothing else to prove, you can no, focus your, your energy on yeah, your I kids your who are entering middle school and high school and are eventually going to be prospects right. that you'll, like, they want to carry the name. Yeah, because I think he he understands the clear narrative oh, yeah. that he's there's the goat no question like now. It's, I, I was telling you before the thing. There's no like, question. He is better. Look, and I told you before the show, I'm old enough to watch Michael Jordan in his prime. It takes not to say LeBron is the goat takes zero away from Jordan. Jordan is the biggest pop culture icon ever. He changed the entire game of basketball. He is the most legendary NBA player ever, right? He is one of the most clutch players. He's what? There's nothing that Jordan mm-hmm. does that LeBron doesn't I do. I think bad. LeBron has mastered. There's nothing. Yeah, he's. There's nothing I think at he's this mastered point. basketball. Look at his mid range jumpers. That used to be a weakness. Now he, it's like when we were talking about Philly. Well, he doesn't really fit with Ben Simmons. He is one of the shooters that they put around Ben Simmons. He's a phenomenal shooter from anywhere. He can gut you from anywhere. He's pulling up from Steph distance from three last night. He literally does every outside of the free throw shot, free throw shooting, which from time to time is a head scratcher. He does everything incredible. So it's not even a discussion piece anymore. So that part, I do agree with you in the sense of he has nothing left to prove, but he also enjoys the game of basketball. He has the fire in him. No, he doesn't have to. You're right. But, but the things you bring to the table and usually you're a complete gas bag on the hot takes. That made a lot of sense to me. So I'm with you. I can see that. I don't think it's likely, but I can see that. So you, yeah, shake your hands in there. You, you get a little win there. No question. The other story, the other big story, there was so much in that we, that just happened in the last week. I was telling you, but when we, when we got on FaceTime to start this, this, um, this show, I was just like, man, there's so much. I don't even know where to start with this. But the other story is the Brian Colangelo thing. We need to go to Joe Borelli, man. Can we, do you, you have him pulled up on the line? We have to go. He's our Philly Sixers guy. Your podcast hates us because they ain't us. Let's kind of reset. Sham, uh, do you want to kind of run down basically the cliff notes on the, Jay, on the uh, Brian Colangelo the story? Uh, For those sure. that don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Brian Colangelo is the uh, – he's like, a, what, the president of – Basketball operations at the 76ers. He's son of Jerry Colangelo, and he's got five 
burner accounts that were outed by the ringer okay explain burner accounts for your oh, dad yeah, yeah. and my dad okay, so burner and joe's dad <laughs> so burner accounts are like twitter accounts that are fake but are run by somebody else they're very low follower account uh they're used to like troll people so, used to joe can you explain that a little better than this guy did because that didn't explain anything all right <laughs> <laughs> all right so brian colangelo is the gm of the 76ers he was hired after they pushed sim hinky out the door he has one actual Twitter account that was uh, confirmed by the Sixers organization and four others that um, they suspected were his uh, and that were leaking all kinds of insider information from the organization. Uh, as you mentioned, the ringer broke this. Ben, ben Dietrich uh, worked on this story for about three months. Somebody came to him with uh, some anonymous source came to him on Twitter and the DMs. Apparently, you got to read this article. Um it's really long and somewhat hard to get through, but oh my God, is it detailed? You know, he was tweeting at players in response. He was talking about things that were said about Sam Hinkie. He was basically defending uh, Brian Colangelo, Brian Colangelo as his Eric Jr. character. Well, not just Eric Jr. There was like three other accounts that were always defending Colangelo, always like mad about the hashtag or the quote unquote, the process and anything that had to do positive with uh, Sam Hinkie and negative about Brian Colangelo, this, this Twitter would come to his rescue, right? And said all kinds of like insider information about like Jaleel Okafor's injuries. Well, it just turned out like the the Twitter sleuths have kind of figured out that um, his wife's email address and and phone number because you can go in and try and log into somebody else's Twitter account and it'll give you ways to it'll give you ways to sign in or change your account, I guess. And it'll give you like the first two letters of your email address. It'll give you like the last two digits of your phone number. Her phone number ends in those last two digits. Three of those accounts are hers. They, oh. She was coming to his rescue this entire time, apparently. But still, that accounts for only three of them. There were two others that he was clearly using to slight people and, and just be a goof. Um, it's a really, really bad look. It's it's not not good. But it's like happy wife, happy life, right? Yeah, sure. But wife ain't going to be happy tonight, man. <laughs> So it, it leads to all kinds of like uh, problems with like he's leaking so much information about company business, about the team business to his wife, which I understand is your confidant. You got to tell her things. But right. for then her to go out and then tweet about it, that's just it's that's on him. You know what I mean? Explain like that, for those of, of the listeners that aren't on social media, that aren't on Twitter, that aren't a part of basketball Twitter. This thing has been one of the biggest stories that's taken over this platform I mean, and, and then everybody's engaged. Embiid is tweeting, uh, you know, hashtag burner account. He's tweeting at the burner account. There, you know, everybody's everybody's on it. It's a huge. This thing is has taken over Twitter. It's also gone oh, yeah. national it's, away from Twitter too. Like I, I believe I saw this on CNN. I uh, saw it on a few like national news networks. So this is way beyond Twitter now at this point. I mean, there's so many aspects to it. It's like, it's hilarious, but it's also really serious. And it's it's super intriguing. So I'm happy for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, somebody respect. tweeted today, if, if they find out Sam Hinkie is the leak on this, cancel the finals because we can't top that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no way you're topping that ever. Yeah. So in layman's terms, the general manager of the Philadelphia 76ers, a team that everyone basically thinks is on the brink of potentially you know a dynasty down the line okay on the brink of like the general manager of that team is his wife and him or a combination of the both one of them both of them whatever are on twitter responding to slander to random 
internet people and they have been caught. That's basically the cliff notes. They have been found out via the ringer, via Bleacher Report, via these internet sleuths. They have been caught, basically. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know what to say. This is just it's I I mean it, like I good for his wife for sticking up for him, I guess. Like it's what your 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 spouse is supposed to do, I guess, but he's telling her stuff that's super confidential that she has no business being involved in or certainly tweeting about. This is such a bad look for these we've never, this organization. Have we ever seen anything like this? I mean, we've never seen anything like no, this. No, and right? it's crazy. This is this is the most crazy freaking story. I mean, it's hilarious and amazing, and I can't stop looking. I, I didn't go to bed till after 1 o'clock in the morning yeah, last night. Yeah, I didn't night. go to sleep till 2.30 last night. Everyone, I was glued. Crazy. Yeah, I went to sleep pretty early because I'm waking up at 4.30 now. But I think the most egregious <laughs> thing, I think the most egregious thing of this whole of this whole fiasco is the fact that medical information has been released and that's that kind of oh, yeah. dives into like the law and the HIPAA laws and whatever and that's that's more egregious than any nonsense that's been going on besides that. And that's a fireable offense, of right? That's breach that's of contract, That's a jailable basically. offense. That's like he's going to get fired, right, Joe? He has to get fired. And listen, for me personally, I, I, I feel like such a jerk in saying this because I never I try not to wish ill upon people like even you two douchebags. I don't I really <laughs> like, I want the best for you guys. I want you to stop being douchebags. But Colangelo, <laughs> Colangelo, I, I so hope with every fiber of my being he get he gets let go because he's not the right guy for this this position. He's not a good general manager. He's going to tank this team. He, he was set up so perfectly by Sam Hinkie. And at every turn, he's like bothered by what Sam did. We'll not give him any credit. Like, and the things that his wife has tweeted, clearly that's coming from his mouth, right? He has done nothing but waste valuable assets since he got to Philadelphia. He overspent for, for, uh, Gerald. Oh, what the hell is his even name? I don't remember. (laughs) Not Gerald. Gerald Gerald Bayless. Thank you. Oh, Jared Um, Bayless. Yeah. Yeah, who's still there same, for another year for Gerald almost nine million dollars? Yeah, exactly. And it just like you know the things he tweeted about Nerlens Noel, about Joel Embiid, and by the way, Joel Embiid's tweet in reply was amazing. If you don't know what oh, I'm talking like, about, he became a legend. JoJo became Jojo's a legend a last week, night. Actually. Let's be honest, and he already was. But he is he clearly endeared himself to the city of Philadelphia the, the way no sports athlete I think ever will or ever could again. The Sixers are about to go into the most important off season of their. Uh, in years, right? In years and years, they have a cha- chance to get LeBron James or Paul George or Kawhi Leonard or Kevin Durant or Kemba Walker. Anyway, they have a, a chance at a bunch of really top tier free agents, right? If you're one of those guys and you find out that you're, this organization, this potential landing spot for you is tweeting about your players' health, about their about their medical files and stuff like that, like... That is a big red flag. There's nobody going anywhere near that. And it's just before the draft. They're just set up to go into free agency. It's like this is the worst possible time this could happen. Well, the two thoughts I have, uh, Joe Borelli with us, by the way, uh, our Philadelphia correspondent. Um, Here's my thought. My thought, I have two thoughts with this. Uh, The first one being, if he does get fired from this, you go, Holy crap. If the Sixers go where people expect them to in the next couple of years, uh, you're going to go, holy crap, you missed all that. You could have been the general manager of that team, overseeing that team, and you you lost your job because of, tw- because of you know, responding to random eggs on Twitter. The second thing is kind of mm-hmm. piggybacking off of what you said right there. What does this mean for LeBron James? Because we all know, even if they keep Colangelo's, live in that world, they're going to come. He's going to come in and be like, yeah, I ain't coming here with him. We ain't doing it with him. 
So this this has to have significant impact on on the LeBron James thing, you would think, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And like you you have to do something if you're the organization. You have to save face in some way. The thing is, like now you're in a position where, like I just mentioned, like the draft is upcoming, free agency is upcoming. What are you going to do? Who are you going to put in place in that in you know in the intermediate time? Like you're you're I just hamstringing guy. your whole organization. I mean, Sam Hankey. Yeah, me too. That Bring would be oh, God, that, would, like, that, that would, would just be the ice cream on top amazing. of this. Entire he would never full circle. The process comes back. That now. would be that would be hundred percent the process. <laughs> so but I don't know, man. Like I, I, it's just, it's, it's just such a bad look. And me as a as a 76ers fan, and like so happy about the way the season turned out. And like Colangelo hasn't done anything crazy stupid yet. But oh, by the way, I've been saying this all season long for the last two years. Not to toot my own horn, but I kept saying, wait till he does something stupid. Here's my thing about this, though. If the Sixers get off easy by letting him go now, which I think has to be done, if they get off easy by letting him go now, they've gotten off really easy because the, the thing that he could have done is just signed some free agent and like made a bunch of trades and really screwed up their roster for years, which is what I saw coming down the pike from this guy. Because like, I'm not a big Colangelo guy. I've seen what he did in Toronto. It's just... It, He's not a good GM. And if this is the way he goes out, I'm super happy for it. It's hilarious. I feel bad for him in a certain amount of, like, in a certain way, but it's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. Go on. Go, goodbye. Yeah, so this is a blessing in disguise for you is what we're kind of getting from 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 you right now. This is, if this all turns out where he gets blown out, you'll deal with the embarrassment that it, you know, that people kind of look. It's kind of not even a Sixer thing. It's kind of just a Brian Colangelo thing, to be honest with you. Um, well, they can make it into a Sixer thing if they don't do anything. Yeah, they yeah have I, to agree. Act I agree. Because I agree. right now it's right now it's a Brian Colangelo thing. If you sit on this and do nothing and don't react to this, I mean, there's one thing to say like, oh, you know, don't react too soon because then you're just a reactionary team and that's not good either. But if they don't do something about this, then it becomes a Sixers problem. It becomes a real Sixers issue. And, you know, that's not good either. You're really not going to attract the free agents. Sham, you've been awfully quiet. You got anything to say? I'm just saying, I think the actual culprit is you because you're the one who has like four Twitter <laughs> accounts and there were five burners and you have experience flipping between accounts. So, yep, he does. He has a burner. He has four podcasts. True, true. And he hates Colangelo. I hate Colangelo. Uh, Self promotion, real yes. quick. Uh, 100th episode of the Super Flight coming up tomorrow. Yes. Congratulations. Special guest. Man. Thanks for the invite. And new best yeah, friend, appreciate the invite. James, James Herbert. Uh, make sure you go check him out. Joe, let him know on Twitter where they can follow you. It's a must follow. If you're not following Joe, you're ridiculous already, but let him know where they can follow you. My Twitter is not that good, really. But you can follow me at Joe Borelli on Twitter, and you can follow me at Superflight Pod. This is Vincellus with the Detroit Free Press. Check it out. Two guys and a goose. Later. <laughs> Two <laughs> gods. No, exactly. Never mind. I'm going to leave it. Yeah, I'm going to leave it. It's, it. You don't even know the name of the damn podcast, Vince. That's fantastic. It was two guys and a goose, right? Two gods. G-O-D-S and a goose. Okay, no, 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 it's perfect. It makes it better. My favorite part about Malice at the Well, like that's one of the highlights of my life, but honestly, my favorite part is our test afterwards saying, Do you guys think we're gonna get in trouble for this? All right, so we got Tony East with us. Uh he's the host of Locked On Pacers. Do you write anywhere, Tony? Or is it just the just a voice. I write for a small local newspaper called the West Indianapolis Community News. Uh, and I am the site expert at 8.9 seconds. Nice. So a couple places. Uh, let the people know where they can get you on Twitter. Uh, T East NBA is my Twitter. I tweet too much about basketball. I'm trying to slowly tweet less. 
the, the Pacers were eliminated. So do you want to agree with us? Do you want to kind of talk about it a little bit? What happened? What went right? What went wrong? Uh, losing to LeBron for the fourth time in five playoff trips is a bit of a zinger for the Indy, for the Indy native folk. Um, but the better team, I think, won the series. LeBron James is really good. Um, what went wrong is the head coach, Dan McMillan, could not figure out a way to beat a simple double team with Victor Oladipo, which is unfortunate. Um, but the games they won, they looked really good. The games they lost, they just couldn't figure it out in the clutch. You know, they lost by three and five and four. You know, they were right in them all the time. Um, but they won by 18 and 27, 28, something crazy. But revisionist history, you know, they were the worst team. The Cavs could not shoot well any of the games. Um, but they were exciting all season. They put up a hell of a fight. They got some national audience finally. Um, so that's exciting. Zach Lowe put them as last on his league pass ratings before the season. So I like to think that was the reason they were. It's a little unfair, Zach. Come on. Last? Well, no one thought, no one thought Oladipo would be anything. And Lance Stevenson, you know, who knows Lance what Stevenson you're going to get from him. Lance Stevenson puts him in the top six or seven right off of him just being in the game <laughs> alone. Last in league pass? There are so yeah, many more boring teams on the Pacers. All right, let's run down. who, What teams would you rather not watch as opposed to the Pacers? You would pick. Oh, oh go for I, it. Go I ahead, put go the ahead, most obvious last team ever. Atlanta Hawks, There's not dude. a more boring team than the Atlanta Hawks. The Orlando period. Magic? I wouldn't want to watch Atlanta them. Atlanta and Sacramento. I mean, what's, what's Zach smoking? Oh, I like Or like Zach High. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What do you have like a sad trombone? <laughs> that was good. What? That, that was good. That's funny. No, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. The Hawks' best player is Dennis Schroeder, who is bad. You know what the funny me. thing about the Hawks so, is they play in a place called the Highlight Factory, which you would think it'd be, you know, there'd be energy and be excitement, and then you're just like, no, nah, I don't want to watch the Atlanta Hawks. They they were last in Zach Lowe's league pass ratings, and then they were really good and exciting, and now they're hopefully going to be good next year. Yeah, I mean, you have to feel a lot of confidence moving forward. Now it looks like Oladipo could potentially, yeah. let's give him a little more time before we label star, but, I mean, he looks like a potential perennial all-star. Um, you have to feel really positive. What I mean, what are your thoughts moving forward as far as the team? What do you you know? What would you like to see change? What do you guys need to really take that next step? How can they get another star? I hate that the league is like this now, but like you can't do it with just one guy um, unless you're LeBron James. So who's the next stud that's gonna push them over a hump? Can they get uh, for some of their distressed assets? They have cap space to help. Like there are ways it gets done, but it, the question is how. Not Andre Drummond or well, Blake I hear Paul George is a free agent after this year. He so well. <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, nobody really cares, obviously, in the general audience about the Pacers, the Pistons, right now. So what they do care about, honestly, is uh, an idea that we came up with, and and that is the malice of the palace. One of the greatest moments. In, in both of our franchise history. Um, and we came up with the idea to um, maybe live watch it again. Let's rewatch it. Let's relive it. Let's recomment. Maybe we'll see some things we didn't notice before. Maybe we'll see some of our fun, our favorite moments from Malice. I feel like it's, it's a time when, you know, other teams are, are celebrating conference finals and, you know, maybe the number one draft pick. And, you know, we're just sitting here kind of middle of the road teams uh and you know but we have the malice and other te- other teams don't have the malice so i, I can't believe I that it's 14 years old that happened 14 years ago there's a child who was born and is now in middle school My God. in the time between the mouse the palace Minus. and now i know his name is shamit <laughs> <laughs> Did you just give yourself that? Boom, as Michael Scott would say, boom. Oh, it, was the, it was the audience. Nah, I, that was, that was, no, nah, that was for me and Tony combined. 
Listen, I don't control an audience. How dare you act like I'm controlling that? Like that's the audience. When they cheer, they cheer. <laughs> picking the video of the brawl about to watch, the comments say this is the best upload of the fight I've ever seen. The Stellus one. Yeah, it's tremendous. Okay, so uh Malice of the Palace rewatch, we're with that. I'm on the tab. So the 12, all five starters. Okay, so we're gonna get right into it. Okay, here. you know Ben Wallace does bench Hamilton press on the wing. Ben Wallace. Ooh. Wallace is foul. Tough foul there from. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, oh. I think uh, I think we're going with Ben Wallace started it, and then the Pacers went too far at this point. The crazy look part at Fred Jones. Look at 2000. Look at 2004 dunk contest winner Fred Jones standing on the outside of the fray right there. Oh man, Fred Jones from Portland, by the way. Yes, from Portland. Look at the Captain Jack ready to square up already. Jackson with the square up. Yep. <laughs> oh man, we're at, we're at peak time. Oh, there it is, the throw. Yep. Oh man. Oh, Artest is in the in the stands. That poor fan. Yep. Don't don't throw seven players. Oh, and they're throwing water. Steven Jackson's in the uh, in the audience. Artest is wearing number ninety one. He deserves yeah. all of it. <laughs> Rashid is the peacemaker. That's still the best part of this entire game. You know I seen like all the fans are just standing there watching. Like that's gonna help. There's Reggie. The yeah, Reggie's trying to, trying to keep the peace. Trying to keep the peace. I don't know what Rip is trying to do. Is Rip trying to get into the crowd? What a sad scene here at the palace. Sheed of being oh, a peacemaker. Tony, here comes your part coming up. Rashid Wallace lost his head there. Slide, slide punch. Rashid O'Neal trying to completely kill a guy and gets gets blocked. It's not happened yet, but they're keeping away our test. Somebody took his head. He's also um, Shout out to Larry Brown. Rip him. Larry Brown, former Pacers coach. I haven't Larry thought Brown. about exposure in 15 years. That was a great moment. Look at how stretched out our test is jersey. Ooh. Spicy. Look at look at Austin Crozier with the back hug. Keeping him in place. Captain. Steven Jackson is still ready. Did you know Austin Crozier and Donovich are the same person? No, spicy. Spicy tape. Austin Crozier is like, what's going on right now? They threw everything at Austin <laughs> That's how he always looks, like permanently. Like that, this dude changes names to the best part, guys. Rain down on our tents. Rain it down on Everything. Literally anything they could get their hands on. That's crazy. I actually didn't remember that. He's banned for life, right? But he's banned for life from the palace. Aren't there documentaries about that fan who threw the Yeah, I actually think. Oh, yes. What's his name? I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say he's banned for life. Yeah, I believe. I wish I could so which guy it is on this video, the guy that's got banned. Because there's beer popcorn. Oh, look at him just pouring the water by. Oh, Jesus. I guess it's trash. The popcorn got chucked at him. <laughs> yeah, just anything they could get. Where's the throw? When does the chair get thrown? Are we there yet? Or do we miss that? Wallace's pro is looking nice. Deo is not happy, man. I get it. I, I, it's hard to say. Like, don't beat up fans, but also, oh, like, come on. But this part, yeah, this is ridiculous. The fans <laughs> oh, are completely ridiculous. Here. No, I get it. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's, if there's any question, it's a Hall of Famer. It's him. Remember, he having fur out at home. Have it tied yeah. down. Yeah. But who, 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 who are the 
I want to pick up Ben Waz later. Who do these people on Twitter not saying he's a Hall That's fan? ridiculous. He is absolutely a Hall of Famer. It's absolutely bad. Yes, him and Chauncey, dude. For sure. Damn, Rick Carlisle covering, Rick Carlisle covering himself over. Like, don't throw, don't throw. If anyone throws stuff at Crozier, man, oh. <laughs> People just don't get it. Don't be touching Austin. Tremendous. Oh, yeah, These game ops people had to be freaking out. <laughs> I mean, because what do you? How do you plan for this? Yeah, you don't. Like I, like Zach Lowe's talking about the confetti foul, dudes freaking out at the Sixers game. That's nothing compared to this. But see, so yeah, you can tell. Look at that bullet extension. Wait, Jim Gray. Wait, Jim Gray with an update. Wait, did you just see Smush Parker? came and threw a beer and a bottle on him. From point and even that was a Parker, number seven. That was Damn, he went right at his head, though. Runner he knew exactly who he was. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Right I am shocked on our team. 2004. In very close proximity, and that's what triggered yeah, no, the Parker. Had been lying <laughs> the ref immediately cleared out Runner Parker. Test. Was that really Smith Parker? That's what triggered this, Mike. I was standing there. Right Parker there. played for the Pistons? I think it was 04-05, uh, right? When? I thought Lindsey Hunter was and the backup then. According to, uh, to B-Ball Ref, number seven was so Chucky. That's not Smush Parker. There's no way that's Smush Parker. I didn't learn anything. No, I didn't learn anything. At Duncan Smith, when you're listening to this, tweet me and let me know if that was Smush Parker on our team. Jamal Tinsley. Christmas Parker. Parker was on the Pistons. Big yeah. Yeah. Hey, yo, we learned it's something new, guys. I learned something new. God, they're but this. look at this. You, you, you have to run the crowd again. Your boy, you know. Like, boy, for you, you, you have to go with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big Ray with the water. Our test was like I have had enough. After which Jim Gray reported. No, Stephen Jackson yeah, but unprompted sprinting no into the stands. Yeah, time, yeah. it was too late. He saw the cameras rolling. There to get our test out of there. Yeah, absolutely. No, he's a ride or die. He's a ride or die. No, no question. And it had seemed the whole thing had calmed down. No, <laughs> Jo, right there. There's Jamal Tinsley just yeah, shoving. Jamal Tinsley dudes. waited to the last second again. Yeah. And another incident for Ron Artest. So unfortunate. Again, <laughs> he was trying. He thought. Hopefully, yeah. Security is able to get Good the Lord. Sword, and he'll receive proper punishment. That guy's name is World Peace now, or is it Panda something? What was it in the middle? What World Peace now? Meta World Peace changing name to the Panda's friend. Meta World Peace, aka the Panda's friend, was ejected from final game. That's right, the panda friend, and he had the panda shoes and everything, dude. That was funny. <laughs> this was a good brawl watch party. Oh, yeah. We're gonna watch a whole game. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, Tony East, uh, locked on Pacers. That podcast, right? Let the people know again where they can follow you on Twitter. You're a must must follow on Twitter. Basket, a lot of basketball tweets. Let them know where they can find you at. At T East NBA. So we'll do this again. We got to find another video. You're gonna be our guy that we're gonna come on. We'll just all watch old videos and create pulls <laughs> that work. Let's just watch the end of that game where Reggie Miller got swatted by Tayshaun Prince. That's enough basketball for now. Uh, let's uh, let's pivot to ice cream. I'm feeling creamy. <laughs> Okay, I'm always down to talk about ice cream. I know we teased this uh, on social media, and shout out to everybody that um, you know hit us on social media and added 
their own two cents to this discussion. Reset the discussion and let them know what specifically. We're not just talking about ice cream. We're talking about a specific thing. So it's the ice cream that you can order from an ice cream truck. Not the flavors, not the not the brands, whatever. Although we do have a brand that's now our sponsor. We will discuss that after we'll get the to segment. That. We'll get to that. Yeah, we, we'll get to that. But it's the... It's the it's a specific type of ice cream that you see on the ice cream truck. So when they have the stickers and the little like menu thing on the ice cream truck, that's what we're debating. What's the best item to order at an ice cream truck? So here's the thing about this ice cream truck classic. And I, and I had tons of slander sent my way uh, on Twitter. There's only one number one to this, okay? And I and I and mind you, I, I have agree. the top. I have the top ten definitive. Um, list that Food Network did that I'm going to run down and, and there's a lot of classics and, and there was a, a lot of great suggestions on both of our, our uh, social media feeds but there's only num- there's only one number one and you've maintained that you agree with that now we've, we have yes. not spoken on this we have not what I will tell you is the definitive list that Food Network did my number one is actually the number one on that list so I know that I'm right in this situation so I'm really hoping we're on the same page here. And we usually, you know, we're usually on the same page with certain things, okay? Mm-hmm. But what I want to do is I want to count down three, two, one, and then say it at the same time. And I want to see if yours is the same as mine. And then we'll get into the discussion and we'll read kind of everybody's comments. Because everyone on Twitter, like I said, everybody had good suggestions. I know you saw a bunch of them too. They were all good suggestions and ice cream's delicious in general. But there is only one Hold on. Number one, okay? Yes. yes. Okay, so we will discuss our number ones, but after we say our number ones, I do want to talk about that, but I also want to go through the Twitter suggestions and give... Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Like, no, 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 okay. we'll do all, all that. Right. Yeah, because we'll, I we'll want to provide that. my so, opinion on what people have suggested. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we have some sounds for, for good suggestions and bad yes. suggestions. So. Don't cheat this, okay? Because you know sometimes people do three, two, one, and they'd say it at one and try to jump ahead. We're going to do three, two, one, and then we're going to say it at the same time. And I'm looking at you right mm-hmm. now on FaceTime. Do not cheat uh-huh. this, okay? So the number one ice cream truck classic of all time and it's not even close. Three, two, one. Choco Taco. 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 Thank Bam. you. Woo! Of yes. Course. Of course. I mean, there's no other choice. The Choco Taco combines everything. It combines everything that you want in ice cream. How would you describe? I was trying to describe this to somebody yesterday. Um, how would you describe the shell? Because it's not really a taco. It's more like it's a, a um, it's not like a harder shell. Sometimes when you get it, when it's in the ice cream truck run, it's almost kind of softened up, but it's not stale. You you see what I'm saying? It's yes. kind of like it's like the 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 deliciousness inside kind of sunk into the shell, and it just adds extra deliciousness to it. No, it's it's true. Yeah, I mean the waffle cone is definitely it's probably the second best part of that of the taco, and yeah, it is kind of soft when you butt into it, but it's not. It's not like bad. It's like in a good way. Okay, so we covered Choco Taco. I want to round out my top three. Okay, yeah, we can run top three. Okay, go ahead. So, so go ahead and say your. So we'll say our number threes together. Okay, so hold on, hold on. First, let's let's run through some of the social media things, and then I want to yes, run okay, through the definitive list, and then we'll kind of talk about because I there's some suggestions on social media that I would put probably in my top three. It's gonna be hard for me to do a top three, honestly, because uh, after number one, it's kind of I like everything from two to 10, there's not much separation. So go ahead and run down kind of on social media, some of the suggestions that 
that people have sent you? Mickey Mouse ice cream. And I imagine that's the ice cream with the, the gumballs as eyes. That's a good suggestion. I, that's not, to me, that's in probably, it's definitely making my top five. Like it might be in my bottom three. Mickey Mouse ice cream as the number one. Yes. Okay, so that's go. not number one. Okay, so what's next? Chocolate eclairs. Okay, chocolate eclairs, is, that's a good one. That's a, that's a that's a good one, but that's not that's not probably that's not making my top five. That may be in my top ten. That's not making my top five. So on the chocolate eclairs, we are no rocket pops. Rocket pops are the ones that have the the multiple colors around them and stuff, right? And they yeah, yeah okay. So like rocket pop pops too, or firecrackers. Yeah, I think rocket. Yeah, they've been called firecrackers. That's that's absolutely right. I think rocket pops are solidly in the top ten. I think that rocket pops would be probably in the seven eight nine ish area for me i don't know about they you. are for me they're they're in my top five um but they're like an honorable mention like falling just outside the top three so either four or five okay so get, get to your top three you're really chomping at the bit to to get your top three so go ahead hit me do you love list? this guy loves lists mm -hmm. so go ahead do the top three okay so number three strawberry shortcake bar Okay. Number two. Are you not going to tell anybody why strawberry? Like that's oh, you okay. can't just drop names. You have to. So I'm a big fan of strawberry flavored ice creams, and I'm a big fan of strawberry yes, shortcake. Same. So I think when you combine the two, and when it's especially cold, and you bite into that into that strawberry shortcake bar, I think the flavor combination is unlike any other. Is that the? Do they have the? Are you talking about the one with the crunch a little bit yeah, on the, the outside of it? The There's outside. a little crunchy yeah. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. Yep. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, and yes, that's yes. yeah, that's very good. Number two, it's specifically it's 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 the ice cream sandwich. But it's specifically the one with Oreos. Yes, and so, yes. Hey, there's the one with the yes. chocolate chips, and I don't like that one at all. Um, but it's specifically the one with the Oreos. That's number two, because cookies and cream yes, probably yes. is my favorite ice cream flavor. Okay, so that's a solid list. So let's go through um, the uh, official list, the definitive top ten uh, ice cream truck classics on Food Net Food. Uh, yeah, Food Network. So I'm just going to run from 10 down. We already know it's number one. We've already explained, obviously, there's only one number one in the world. Um, but let's kind of offer our, our two cents on the, on the top 10 list. So you ready for this top 10 list? I'm ready. So number 10, the Flavor Ice Freeze Pops. So these, um, these are, are a classic in, in, in my house growing up. These are things that I still will purchase today. Uh, these are just legendary. And so automatically for me, I don't even and need just to, to clarify. These are the ones that are in those plastic me. tubes with flavor, like, you know, like sour apple flavor, blueberry flavor, whatever. Like it's those tubes that have the, the ice and it's like basically just sugar. Yeah. They're liquid. You throw them in the freezer. They come in the big packs and you could, you yes. kill like 14 at a time. This these. is for me. Yes. Um, oh, sorry, okay. Josh. This is it's a radio a show. You have to verbalize it. I was, I was doing the thumbs down, but I, I forgot. Okay, thumbs thumbs down. down. So, all right. Uh, number nine. Who number nine? This is this. Yeah, number nine is the push-ups. Push-ups. Uh, how would you so, describe a push-up? It's like a cylinder with with. Uh, it's not ice cream. It's like a popsicle kind of like a sherbet or something in there. Yeah, usually a fruit flavor in these yeah. things. They don't do these with you know chocolate or anything. I haven't, I haven't ever seen them in chocolate. And it has the stick at the bottom, and and as you eat the ice cream, you slowly push that stick up, and you push up the. You're do he's doing an obscene uh, gesture. It looks very obscene on FaceTime right now. I'm glad that our radio audience can't see that. Uh, Push-ups for me, absolutely a ding. Th this is another uh, legendary uh, 
thing in in my house growing up uh, that my brother and sister and I really love. So I'm I, these two ten and nine for me on this definitive list are in the top five for me. What what are you feeling on the push up? So I'm gonna give that a thumbs down, and for two reasons. One, Food Network deserves a fine because it says push ups on the list, but it actually is called a pop up, as you can see by the. Okay, yeah. That's a fine for uh, Food Network. But this is very similar to another ice cream that I like a lot that is in my top five. So I generally don't gravitate towards this. I gravitate towards the other one. And I don't know if it'll be revealed later on. But yeah, that's a thumbs down for me. So give me the sound. Okay, so I already gave you the sound. Uh, Number eight, uh, this, for a lot of people, and I saw a lot of people hit us on social media, and this was among their their LeBrons, their goats. Uh, That is the snow cone, Okay. For the snow cone for me, here's the thing for the, for me. I'm going to go ahead and go buzzer on snow cone, and I'm going to tell you why. And I think my reasoning will be similar to your reasoning because I just saw you shake your head. Again, understanding this is a radio show, not a television show. The snow cone, I feel like it's it's the person the person that's making your snow cone is vital to the snow cone experience because a lot of these guys, they're real uh, – shady on the liquid on the the goodness of the snow cone i get too much ice i need good um flavor to ice combo and i feel like a lot of times on snow cones they're trying to short you on the flavors so that's it's a negative for me it's a, i'm a pass on snow cones i'm not no nah, i'm good yeah i'm also a thumbs down on that um mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, uh, sound. All right. yeah and i agree like it's it's heavily dependent upon the person creating your snow cone but if you were to get the one that's in uh like the package like the actual brand snow cone uh it is ratioed properly but it's not good i just don't like the flavor of it it's yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, we're going to pass. Yeah, yeah we're going to pass. On number seven. Uh, number seven on this list actually was in your top three. Um, I think I would put it in the six, seven area. So I think this, this is rated correctly. And that's the firecracker and kind of describe again for people that don't know specifically what the fire. So this is, is that this is the rocket pop. Um, it is blue, white and red uh, s- s- starting from bottom to top. And it's in the shape of like a bottle or like a rocket. Um, yeah. And uh so, the one thing I remember from these is that they melted very quickly. No, they're they're a quick one, especially in summer. This thing will go fast. You got it. You have to. This is a. I feel like the um, firecracker is definitely an ice cream headache type ice cream yes. where you got to really pound it. So automatically for you, I know it's a ding. You're already in because this was five, in your yeah. top three. For me, it also is a ding. This is rated properly on this list. I would put it at six, seven, eight ish. So I feel like, um, you know, Food Network did a good job at having this at number seven. Okay, so number six. I am not familiar not with either. this one. I got to be honest with you. It's called a screwball. How would you explain it? So Shane? the way that, I mean, I've never seen this before either, but it's in the shape of like a cone. Um, and based on what they've written here, it says that there's a frozen gumball somewhere in there. Okay, so this is this is kind of like a snow cone shape, right? So there's a gumball at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then I assume that holds. Th- this is liquid. This is like a slushy type thing in the middle of that. Is that kind of what you're getting from this yeah, picture? Yeah, looks. Yeah, looks looks similar to like a sherbet or something like that. Like a cherry flavor, a strawberry yeah. flavored uh, something. Yeah, I don't need to waste any time on this. I'm not familiar yeah, with it. Familiar I'm out yeah, on this that's one. A, that's good. a thumbs okay. up. Yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll add a couple more buzzers. I don't. This one's not. This one's not go. Number five, strawberry shortcake bar. You, uh, I'll let you lead this one. Um, this was already obviously some a favorite for you. Yes, for sure. yeah. This was the this was number three on my list. If you're not familiar, it's like a like a rectangular shaped bar, and it's strawberry flavored on the inside. Then it's like a vanilla 
on the outside and then it's coated with like strawberry shortcake flavored like the crunchy coating makes the entire bar to me that is the, uh, that is the element that you combine that with the grit i am also a fan of strawberry but i feel like on this one the crunchy outside makes the entire and experience. an underrated part of that crunchy outside is it it melts at a slower rate because i feel like the crunchiness kind of holds that in yes so this was a good one to kind of walk around with you know yeah i think this is one where you you have it in the freezer you take it out and kind of let it sit for like five six minutes and then it's it's at its best uh, it's the best time yes. to eat it is right at that time so yeah I'm, I'm i'm all in on this as well i think this i do think this is rated properly i don't remember on your list specifically where you had this i think mm -hmm. this was a two or three i would rate this about five this one fell for me you know this was three on my list and five on this list so a little disappointed, but yeah. I would have put it at five as well. Okay, so number four, the Crunch Bar. Okay, so this is a Nestle product. Explain the people to the people what so it I've is. So I've actually never seen this one before, but I'm familiar with the Crunch Bar and what it is. So it's basically like a like a popsicle-shaped ice cream with vanilla ice cream. On but the it's a take off the Nestle Crunch Bar. Yes, it's yes, a take yes, yes. off the Nestle. That's, that's important. Yeah, that Nestle Crunch uh, texture and taste is coated on the outside of a vanilla rectangular like popsicle style like a bar yeah yeah. yeah yeah everyone's pretty familiar with this one um for me this is not in my top top 10 this is not this is not this is a this is a good one i don't know why we're continually hitting a buzzer right there but that's not uh what we were trying to do <laughs> this is not in my top 10 this is a good ice cream treat this is not one i'm turning away but this is not one that i'm going and searching out I know there is a Butterfinger version of this, which is which is something I would be more apt to um, being open for. Obviously, as we've discussed on previous podcasts, I am a huge peanut butter head. So, uh, no, this is not in the top ten. I'm 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 not I'm not yeah, feeling I'm, this one. I'm also a thumbs down. This is not in my my top ten, not my top twenty, not my top thirty. Apparently, our buzzer is now running constantly. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're so we're no we're no on the Crunch Bar, correct? Yeah, that's a no. Okay. Uh, number three is what I believe was number two on your list. It would also be number two on my list. Uh, it's another uh, credit to why we're doing this podcast. Uh, that is the Oreo ice cream sandwich. This one, you go ahead and take the top. This is absolutely number two to me. This is the Michael Jordan of ice cream truck uh, treats. So it's basically like the Oreo cookies, the black Oreo cookies, not the not the cream filling on the inside, but just the cookies. They're enlarged um, and they're. They're stuffed with uh, like a cookies and cream ice cream. Yeah. So here's the thing about this, right? The best part about eating an Oreo is dipping it in milk. Milk is disgusting typically, but I could have it with an, having an Oreo. This is really that experience, but an ice cream version of that experience to me. Is yes. that a good? Do you, would you say that was a good way yeah, to? Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So ice cream sandwich. Uh, they we should find Food Network for having it at three. It's absolutely the Michael Jordan of our list. It is number two for sure. We're going dings, right? Yes, we're nope, dinging dings. that. Two dings, okay. D two dings on yes. that one. Yes. Uh, okay, so number two, this is ridiculous. I, I'm, I just am seeing what number two is. Uh, number two is the King Cone. Explain for the people that aren't looking at this list, Sham. You know, I'm not very familiar with this. I've, I haven't seen this one either, but it's like an ice cream cone with vanilla ice cream with chocolate and nuts and there's some like chocolate fudge like in the ice cream as well. It looks good, but I, I never heard of it, and it honestly wouldn't even be in my top 10. So. Yeah, no, this is not a top 10 list. Food Network should be ashamed of themselves. This is not a uh, this is not a top 10 or at all for me. Uh, it doesn't look like something I, I'd be opposed to. Uh, I'm not doing King Cone. 
gonna give it the three bu- the three buzzer sound sound takeover. Uh, are you? How are you feeling? The King Kong, you're out as well on that. Yeah, I'm out. You're a four, are you a four buzzer on that one too? Yeah, however many wants to do. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we're out on King Kong, and obviously we established uh, the number one ice cream truck treat of all time. The LeBron James, the goat. The it's not even a discussion piece. We will not entertain it. Do not add us. The Choco Taco Sham. Yeah, I, I've already said it all. It's fantastic. It has everything you could want in an ice cream dessert. Um, you know, nuts, chocolate, great ice cream, waffle cone. It's all compact. It, when you eat it, it's kind of all like contains itself. It doesn't melt very easily. Um, it's definitely it's definitely the goat of of ice cream truck ice creams. That is the definitive list of ice cream truck classics. Uh, we can do part two at some point. Yeah, we'll do part two at another time, but we just wanted to say thank you to our new sponsor, Good Humor, who reached out to us, liked Keith's post on, on Twitter. Um, just wanted to read a little bit of a spot for them. Um, good Humor, when the content... You're, okay, on spot on spots, you're not supposed to announce that you're doing it. Ahead. You're, you're just oh. supposed to make it seem... the spot, here, here we go. Let's, let's Listen, I'm going to school you on this real quick, okay? On the show live. So the sponsors don't want to sound like they're being it's being a spot red. You want to kind of casually do it within the discussion. So let's let's go back a little bit. Okay, so good humor. And do you have anything else to add about good humor that, that's off the top of your head and not red? Yeah, it's good ice cream. That's where you go into the spot when oh, I say it's oh, something that's not red. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. When the content is bad but the ice cream is good, you get good humor. You can use promo code SHAM at your local ice cream tuck to potentially receive 50% off your order. Uh, remember, promo code SHAM. Because they ain't us. All right, you know what we do? We end every podcast uh, with my dad's favorite segment. It's called Ask SHAM. It is hashtag Ask SHAM on Twitter. Uh, a lot of good questions this week, SHAM. I saw you did 10 push-ups just a minute ago. You're all fired up. You're all ready. Jumping jack. We haven't done this in a minute. Do you remember how this goes? Oh, I remember. Let's hit the intro. And now it's time for Ask Shan. Question number one. A few weeks back, a story came out about how Ichiro didn't know who Tom Brady was when Tom actually texted Ichiro once in 2016. How funny on a scale of one to a million is Ichiro saying he doesn't know who Tom Brady is? Not as funny as you calling an Ichiro instead of Ichiro. Do you know who Tom Brady is? No. He's the GOAT. That's what I know. Question three, are Draymond and Tristan Thompson going to meet each other outside? They are 100% going to swing on each other after this uh, this series. Win, lose, draw, doesn't matter. These two are destined for the ring. It's heavily rumored that the Penguin is going to be the villain in the upcoming Matt Reeves Batman film. Are you as excited as I am, You know, Sam? the Pittsburgh Penguins are coming off like a disappointing season, and I'm really excited to see what they can do next year. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm. Pretty excited. Uh, Andy Samberg's show, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it was canceled by Fox and then simultaneously brought back to life by NBC. Is that a smart move? An amazing move because Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of the funniest shows on television and Fox is one of the worst networks on television. So kudos, NBC. I'm excited to see what Andy Samberg can do. Uh, this next one comes from uh, the two gods and a goose, uh, super fan number one, at Actually Lance on Twitter. Uh, he asks you, Casey or Kenny the Jet? I think this is the easy answer. It's Dwayne Casey, and I'll tell you why. He's coach of the year. Kenny the Jet isn't even not, like, he's not the best person, not the second best person, not even the third best person on his own show. So how can we trust him to be the coach of the Pistons? Nope. 
Blaine Casey. Justin Timberlake has Driscoll's, which is a major fruit company, ready to release his Brasberries fruit idea. Brasberry is basically a blueberry inside of a raspberry. Um, as our show's fruit connoisseur, is this a good idea or a bad idea, Sham? A blueberry inside of a raspberry. I think that's a horrible idea, and I'll tell you why. Because no one on the face of the planet loves raspberries. Blueberries are a goat. Raspberries are really not that great, so when you combine them, you're going to get an average product. What is more valuable, a half-eaten Snickers or Draymond Green shooting threes? A half-eaten Snickers. At least you'll be full and satisfied with a half-eaten Snickers. Uh, Formula One racing is coming to Miami. They're going to race down Biscayne Boulevard right by the uh, Heats Arena, um, out over the water through downtown Miami. Are you excited about this, Sham? Not really, but I like Miami, so... At Pelicans Reddit, Reddit on Twitter... Uh, asked, you said you will eat paper again if LeBron leaves Cleveland. You did say that this summer. So they're asking if you knew you could just eat paper if you want. You don't have to be wrong, too. So I had talked about this before. Paper can be used as, as a dietary supplement. When I ate it last time, I didn't eat for three days, lost some weight, got a little sick. But you know what? I felt rejuvenated after that. Uh, what did you think of Deadpool 2? Uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, of George Clooney, and um, I, I love his work. I love what he does. Um, I'm a big fan of the pool. Uh, this came from at Tyus Jones Burner account on Twitter. <laughs> Is Tyus Jones good at basketball, Sham? He's better than Derrick Rose. Uh, New York Yankees World Series champions collision course. Agree or disagree? Nope. It's going to be the other team in New York. World Series champs. Calling it right now. Two gods and a goose. The Jets? <laughs> uh, commuters in Toronto were surprised to find live crabs on the Toronto subway a few weeks back. Are you surprised, Sham? I'm not surprised. Honestly, they've been finding live crabs on the subway in Miami all the time. Clubs, too. That is uh, Ask Sham. Hashtag Ask Sham on Twitter. Send us your questions. This guy's always ready to answer him and give you the stone-cold facts. That is episode six, Sham. How do you think this went if we're reviewing ourselves? I like when we review ourselves. I think it's definitely top ten. Absolutely. Uh, We will see you guys uh, hopefully soon for episode seven, Two Gods and a Goose. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Bye.